at voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. My best friend gave me the best advice. He said each day is a gift and not a given right. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, good afternoon. This is, uh, or good morning, wherever you are. This is Chris Cooper, and on today's show, I'm going to be uh, joined by Judy Piatkus, and we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, about growing your business in fast-changing times. Now, first, it's great to have you listening to the show, and before we start, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback about this show, um, you know, do go to uh, www.facebook.com slash bemoreachievemore, and just put them on my wall. Um, it would be great to communicate with you there, and perhaps even our guest Judy might be able to respond to to any questions. So, growing your own business, you know, from my experience and many of the entrepreneurs that I've worked with, um, it's challenging. You know, it is exciting as well. Uh, you not only have to deal with the emerging realization about all your own strengths and shortfalls, you're also operating in a world that is constantly changing around you. So how do you grow your business when everything around you is in a state of flux? How can you achieve clarity of vision and purpose when the marketplace for your goods or services is so unpredictable? I figured that we could all do with some help here from someone who has experienced the real highs and lows and really, really triumphed. However, let me tell you first how this interview occurred as it's quite a serendipitous story. I was at the Professional Speaking Association Spring Convention in London this year, and I briefly met a lady who said she had a background in publishing. And I mentioned I was thinking about hosting a radio show and planning a book, and we quickly exchanged cards and said we'd have a chat. A few weeks later, I was talking to last week's show guest, Dr. Steve Levinson, on Skype about potential publishers for our book, and I pulled down for ideas a couple of my favorite books from my bookshelf to see who'd published them. These were Tribes by Seth Godin and Secrets of the Millionaire by T. Harvecker. Both had Piatkus on the spine as the publisher. I suddenly did a double take as the business card on my desk from the lady I was due to call was no other than the name on the spine of the books, Piatkus. Now, Judy founded her company from her bedroom in the 1980s and grew it into one of the leading independent book publishing companies in the English-speaking world. She did this with a busy family of three children, including a daughter with cerebral palsy. She had to reinvent her company on four occasions to suit the changing times before she then sold it just before the credit crunch in 2007 to Little Brown. Judy now works as a management consultant, an investor, and a mentor. She's also a keynote speaker on entrepreneurship, future trends, and building a great business. 
In 2009, the Times of London described Judy as one of the world's leading thinkers. And I'd like to add that from my experience so far, she's actually a really nice person too. Let's learn and in some cases remind ourselves of the core principles of growing a great business, making good profits and having fun along the way. Welcome, Judy Piakis. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be here today. Thank you. Great to, ha great to have you on the show. So, so, Judy, can I start with asking you, what do you think are the challenges with growing a business today? Well, Chris, this is an amazing time to be starting a business. And if you've had a business for several years, or if you're running an organization, it's time to reinvent yourself as a leader. And one of the reasons is that the environment in which we're all working has changed so much that the leaders of the past, who everyone expected to know all the answers, can no longer be considered in the same way. The leaders of the future are going to have to have a different model, a much more collaborative model, because no one person can know all the answers anymore. So it's going to be a challenging time for every leader. And, and, and so how, how then is that challenge sort of shifted from when you developed uh, Piatka's books? When I started uh, Piatka's books, which was uh, in the 70s, so it was a um, very long, uh, no, it was beginning of the 80s. Sorry, my publishing career started in the 70s. And then I launched Piatkus at the beginning of the 80s. And when I launched it, we didn't have computers. Um, we just had old-fashioned typewriters. And if I wanted to talk to someone, I picked up the telephone. So technology didn't really factor in our business in the complex way that it does. Another major, major change is globalization. If you wanted to contact someone to export your product, you probably used a telex. This was in the 1980s, even before the days that faxes existed. In the 1990s, everything gradually speeded up because of technology. But it wasn't until 1997-1998, certainly in the UK, where we have always been behind the state, it wasn't until 13 or 14 years ago that every business realized they had to go online. So now we are dealing with people all over the world electronically and all our systems have become much, much more sophisticated. So it's really difficult for the leader of any organization to be fully cognizant, fully um, understand just how all the different processes work. So they have to work much more collaboratively than I had to when I launched the business in the 1980s. So that's a massive difference. Uh, I think you've just uh, articulated that really coherently. Um, I've not heard it explained quite so clearly as that before, because you're absolutely right, there's been a massive amount of change, hasn't there? And you know, I remember myself not, not having a computer in my first job and getting an email address and wondering if that would ever kind of catch on. And you know, when now, if you're, I guess if you're, when you're listening to this and you're uh, you know, a student or in your 20s, 30s, you, 
you probably don't realize what it was like, uh, you know, a shorter period ago as the early 80s. Well, different generations are also bringing more complexity to the workplace. So younger people starting businesses already have an advantage of being the digital generation. They have no concept of what it means to be offline because they're always online. But anyone over the age of 35 or 36 has to work harder at it. They might be a natural, but many, many people have not grown up being online, using social media, connecting with their friends with a mobile phone. So younger people have different ways of working from older people. And that can sometimes create tension in the workplace. And the leader must manage that tension because both older, older people and younger people have so much to contribute that it has to be carefully managed. I guess you raised an you know, important point there about sort of teams and, and senior teams having, making sure you've got younger representation in there as well. If you've got a group of senior leaders making decisions and there's, they're all over 34 or 35, um, maybe there's a, a point there about having some, some younger uh, people in there as well. Well, it's very, very important for every business to understand their customers. And customers are used to purchasing goods and services in different ways. So one of the complexities of business nowadays is that we have to offer our customers a range of choices in which they can choose which, how they want to buy from us, how they want to work with us. And so therefore it's essential for older people who are not so comfortable with technology to let younger people show them what might be the best approach to get to younger customers. Do, do you think as well, Judy, I, I, I certainly sense that there's been a, there's a real shift in consciousness and you know, a, a greater desire to be collaborative as well than, than maybe there was you know, in, the, in the early 80s and 90s even. I think that's absolutely right, Chris. Um, and I think now there's no room for arrogance in the boardroom. And the model of the male leader who knew all the answers, that model is not going to work in the future. Um, obviously, if it was a woman running a business who knew all the answers, that's not going to work either. Um, it's well documented that women often have a preference for working collaboratively. And as you, as men and women work together in the workplace, and there are more and more women in companies, we will see new ways of working collaboratively. And research has shown that the more women there are in, um, in, the, in the boardroom, especially with larger companies, then the more profitable the company will be. That's, that's a, interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's really well documented. There's been a lot of research on it. Um, but you don't need just one woman in the boardroom. You usually need three because it's only when you've got three that sometimes men will pay attention. So women have still got a way to go. So we're going to go over to commercial break right now. So I shall hand over to Voice America.
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you are looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line, tune in to Make Your Move with Alan and Brian Bolio. Their proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper with Judy Piatkis, and we're talking about entrepreneurship and growing your business in fast-changing times. And unfortunately, with technology there, we just got cut off uh, just before the break, Judy. Um, but we're having a really fascinating conversation about kind of balancing male and female in the boardroom, so we get both uh, kind of perspectives. Uh, now, I just wanted to ask you as well, you said to me that knowing yourself, and we've had our conversation, is really important. Um, what do you mean by this, and how have you personally approached becoming sort of more aware of yourself, and how has it helped as a leader? Um, there's a sign over the oracle in Delphi, which reminds everybody who visits the oracle, which is in Greece, how important it is to know and understand yourself. So all those centuries ago, they knew the importance of understanding yourself. The more you know about yourself, the more in control you will be of your life. So from the business point of view, if you're sitting in the office and suddenly a problem blows up, if you have understanding of yourself, you will be able to calm your emotions. You will be able to recognize your anxiety you will be able to think more carefully and with knowledge of how you are likely to react in a crisis and you will be better able to solve whatever problem has arisen. But if you don't understand much about yourself and if you don't understand why you tend to respond in a particular way when there's a problem, then you're at the mercy of your emotions and so is everybody around you. And you may be so flustered that you won't make the best decision that needs to be made for the organization. So in business, the better you know yourself, the better a leader or a manager or any individual, the better you will be able to be in your performance. So it's very exciting and very interesting to embark on the journey of discovering why you are the way you are and why you respond in the way that you do. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, you, so encapsulating what Be More, Achieve More is about, really, is about uh, understanding yourself. So actually, with that greater awareness, we can achieve more. 
um, I think well, it's Chris, uh, absolutely you're fundamental. Certainly, you're certainly the expert, Chris, when it comes to being more and achieving more because that is all about self-knowledge and personal development. And the Americans have always been able to teach the rest of the world um, about personal development because the movement for more self-help and better understanding of the self began in America at the end of the 1980s in particular. That was really when it became much more widespread. Yeah, and actually the... It was being written about in uh, in America in the you know, the turn of the century and before that with people like Napoleon Hill and Wallace Wattles and people like that. It's uh, a lot of it started there. However, I guess we can also look back to Chinese wisdom and philosophy and lots lots of different things. Um, so I I completely uh, get that, and uh, I'm just interested n now to sort of move on to um, you know how you grew. A very successful business, and really how you can help other organizations and do the same. You know, from your experience, what are the steps that people really need to consider today? Well, I'm going to mention six words, and this, these six questions, it's six questions, they are the things that you need to be thinking about. And the first one is, um, what do you want to do? And who are you to be want to, to want to be doing this? Because very often people go into business or they could have been in business a long time and they're not sure what the focus of their business is. Or sometimes they start and after a few years, the business isn't quite going in the direction they thought it would, but they haven't clarified what the new direction should be. So everyone in business should know exactly in what direction they're going and what they want to achieve. Because if you don't know where you're going, there's no way that you can get there. Then it's very important to give yourself a time frame. If you haven't started your business yet and you've got dream, you want to work towards starting it at a particular time. Maybe it will be in a year or two years or six months. But again, you've got to know where you're going. You've got to know where you're going to set your business up. Can you do it at home? Can you rent something cheaply? You've got to think about those things. And if you're planning to expand, you've got to be thinking how you're going to manage it. All those things are really important. When you're starting a business, you have to think through how the systems and processes are going to work. How are you going to get the product to market? If you're developing a service, how are you going to find customers? How are they going to hear about you? You have to think about all those things at a very basic level. And finally, you have to be sure that this is really what you want to do. If you haven't run a company before, you might be tempted by the idea but it might not suit you temperamentally. If you've been running a company a long time and it's not going the way you want, is that because you're going in the wrong direction or you're not really suited to run a company? So that all those things are basic points that you've got to clarify when you get stuck. Great. So what you want to do, the time frame, systems and processes, and really, is this what you want to do? Absolutely. Yeah. 
in summary. So assuming then that we agree that we want to do those things and we've, and we've set up our, our business, what, what comes next? Well, when we've decided we want to do those things, the perennial problem is money. And it's really important that you're comfortable with money. So many businesses fail because the people who set them up don't really feel comfortable with money. You want to get some seed capital together. So that is the amount of money that you will need to get your business started. And I always believe if there's a particular way that you can start trading and get some money in as soon as possible, then you must go that route. So some people say, I want to borrow lots of money and I'm going to do this. But really, some of the most successful entrepreneurs and business people are the ones who start selling their service, creating their product, producing a stereotype and testing it on the market. And as they discover what their customers want, then they can fine-tune it. And a lot of businesses can be started that way. But if you need a lot of technology, then you will need more money. One of the questions I get asked fairly regularly by people if they're, as they're developing their business, if they become you know, a bit short, short on cash, is that uh, they get opportunities that maybe relate to something else they did in the past to kind of, that could help them fill the gap. They feel guilty because they say, well, I'm not following my vision. Um, you know, my, my sort of take on that is actually sometimes we just need to do those things to keep our business afloat and, and moving forward. I don't know if you've got a perspective on that. I think that in future, we are going to probably have several streams of income. So if you can get your business started and you've got some money coming in because you're doing a part-time job elsewhere, that will keep you afloat while you experiment and fine-tune what you really want to do with your business. And sometimes you might have a vision, but it is going to take longer for you to achieve it. And many people, when they start companies or after two or three years, realize that what their strengths are and not what they originally thought they were going to be. And so they might not be fulfilling the dreams the way they thought they would, but they can go in another direction and do it. I think that's really interesting. I probably didn't envisage myself being hosting a radio show even three years ago. <laughs> well, so, I think that's a perfect example, Chris, um, that well, we have to be open to opportunities, but at the same time, um, we have to have an idea of what our core vision is. We may need to be flexible. When I started in publishing, I wanted to be a successful publisher, and I started publishing fiction. Eventually, I began to publish non-fiction in areas such as self-help, which I had never dreamed of, because in England in the 1980s, there were hardly any self-help books in the shops. So it never occurred to me that Piatka's books would become one of the leaders in that area. Mm. But, but you know what you did have is you had a, a, a vision which was broad enough to en encapsulate a number of different avenues and routes. So uh, I, think, I think the learning for me has always been, you know, set your vision, but sometimes uh, don't expect to have all the answers at, at the outset. Some of them will just come as you go on the journey. I think that comes back again to being flexible. You can't be too fixed in 
what you want to achieve. So if you see yourself achieving whatever it is that you're passionate about, then just let go of the idea of exactly how it's going to happen. Focus on improving your skills and making money with whatever it is you are doing so that you will, in due course, get to wherever you want to be, even if it wasn't exactly the route that you thought you would be taking. Yeah. And I also sort of sense in your message, too, that you know, be, be mindful that you might not achieve as much as you expect in your first year, perhaps. Um, however, I think your story shows that over a number of years, you can achieve something that may exceed your expectations. Well, um, I, I, think that's, I, I think that's right. And um, I think sometimes we, um, we expect too much of ourselves. We have to think about the journey and enjoying it. Do, do you think as well um, that I, what I also find with, with people is that sometimes you know, when it comes to money, we've all got lots of beliefs and hang-ups from our past about uh, whether money's a good thing or, or a bad thing. or uh, we, we also, if we go into business, we might measure our turnover based on what we've earned before when we were in the corporate world. Um, some, do you think uh, your, your beliefs around money have to change when you set up your own business? Um, I think that one of the areas that you were talking about before, about knowing yourself, also includes understanding your money profile. So you need to really know if you're a saver or a spender. You need to recognize what your thought process is around money. And then you need to see how you might be applying it to your business and whether you're making the right or the wrong decisions. Yeah, yes. I couldn't agree. I think uh, we, we could probably re refer people to, to one of your books, actually. Um, we're doing T. Harbecker a favor here, but I, I think uh, some of the thoughts he has in that book, Secrets of the Million Mind, can be quite helpful to people. I love a... Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. I think it's a terrific book about understanding your money personality, and I always recommend it to people. Uh, and what about... Uh, raising money from other people raising um, money mm, well raising money from other people is essential for some businesses and some entrepreneurs um, and the important thing is not to give them too much control over your company and to strike as hard a bargain as you can uh, uh, and what sort of people might these be? We've got a couple of minutes left before we go into a, a commercial break. I mean, who are, who are the options potentially to, to go and raise money from? Um, I'm working with a company at the moment who got started because friends and family all chipped in to help them get off the ground. But now they're doing really well and they are having to go to angel investors to, um, to get the money that they really need to expand. And there are all kinds of opportunities for different kinds of finance. And maybe we can discuss that in a bit more detail after the break. Okay, that sounds... Uh, okay, we've got about another minute, so if you're able to elaborate. Um, and, well, I mean, what, what is, what is an, angel, an angel investor? An angel investor is an individual who has got enough money that they can afford to invest some of it 
in other people's businesses. And in America, there are a lot of very successful people who do have money in the bank. They're not making much in money on the interest and they're very happy to help other businesses along the way and invest money in them. Um, there are organizations which enable you to find who these people are and there are ways of asking them for money, um, which again, you can learn how to do it on the internet. Um, and of course, there's always the bank. Great. Well, that's been really helpful. And I'll just pass over now to Voice America for our next commercial break and be back with you again shortly. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccianello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you really understand the global economy? The media paints a certain picture, but are you really getting the full story or only half of it? Listen to Strategic Wealth, Choosing Simplicity in Finance with your host, Stephen Ayer. This program will bring a full and objective look at the global economy and help you sort through the bias of traditional media so that you can completely understand today's economic theories and make the right decisions in your portfolio. Strategic Wealth airs live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and today we're talking about entrepreneurship, about growing your business in fast-changing times, and I'm with entrepreneur Judy Piakis. And Judy, just before the break, we were talking about money and, and investors and angel investors, and I just wondered, you know, when we've got, we've got a clarity of vision, uh, and so we know what we're, we're sort of going to do, roughly, and I think we've said, actually, when you have that, you don't always know the how. Um, we've also... Uh, have some money or we've got some money sort of uh, trickling through that is uh, paying our bills or perhaps we uh, have a business where we've got to buy plants or equipment and maybe need to go to investors. Um, what, what is the, the next sort of thing that we need to be thinking about, do you think? The next thing we need to do is to make sure that people want to buy our product or service. And when we're launching something new, it can take a while before we establish what the right price is or what the right market is. So sometimes 
a company produces the product and they end up selling it to a different market from the one they originally expected. Sometimes they need to fine-tune the price and sometimes they realize there's an opportunity to develop a whole range of different products. And one of the um, companies where it's always interesting to see what they're doing with the price is Starbucks. If you go into Starbucks, you can't get a small latte because they don't do small. You start at a particular level and it's all personalized. And what Starbucks have managed to do is to persuade you to part with ever more money as you get larger cups of coffee and as they have very different specific things added to them which are going to be right for you. And they're a very good example of fine-tuning a whole different range of products to get them right for the consumer. And is, is it not a case sometimes actually that you, uh, it's, it's not just about fine-tuning, it's about testing some products and seeing which ones the, the you know the doors open easily um, you absolutely have to you absolutely you're right chris you do have to test your products which is why when you're starting a business it's good if you can test the products before you burn all your um boats or bridges and give up your job and then find you haven't got the product quite right um it can take a while to realize which product is going to be the one that generates the most money for you. And you have to keep checking which product is making most profit. Because if you don't actually look at the numbers, and many companies don't, you sometimes think that the product that sells the most makes the most profit. But that is not always the case. So you have to pay attention to every detail of whatever product or service you are offering. Yeah. I think that's a, a, an important message because it's easy to let those things slip. And particularly if you're, you're a small business and you're sort of a big picture in your thinking uh, and don't naturally and comfortably sort of focus in on detail, um, maybe that's a case about sort of building the team around you that can help you do that. Well, the team around you are really, really crucial to your building your company. And the interesting thing is that it's important to have people who are not the same as you. So if you've got three or four people and you're all really good at selling, you need a numbers person to make sure you've got your feet on the ground and you need a systems person who's content to stay in the background and make sure that all the operations run smoothly and efficiently. And very often salespeople will always say they can do something. And then, I don't know if anybody's listening here um, for whom this resonates, but there's always people in the background who, when you ask them if they can do something with a system, say, well, I don't think we can do that. But businesses of the future mean that people have got to work together to be realistic about what is possible to do and what isn't possible to do. And... Salespeople and computer people, computer people often say they can do things but don't realize how long it will take. Everybody has to work together as a team so that the company as a whole can be really, really efficient. 
I, I think you make a, a great point there. And, and I think that we're going back to that point we made about people really understanding themselves. It's only when you understand yourself and understand potentially as a salesperson or a, a marketer or a, a leader, your own sort of style and where you're, you're naturally in your flow and then realize that actually other people are different around the team and they're not, you know, they're not necessarily um, wrong because they're different to you. In fact, they may actually have some strengths that could really, really add value to you. So understanding you know, your relative um, styles and personalities uh, and then how each of you can help each other, I think is, is really, really important. I don't know if you have any comments on that. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right, Chris. And your skills um, are uh, very much about developing people. And I'm sure you see many situations where people get caught up in being wrong or right, whereas it isn't about being wrong or right. It's about understanding that in a room full of people, several of us are going to think in a different way and we need to respect all the different ways of thinking because they may be valid, which brings us back to the qualities that a leader needs for the future because as our problems get more complex, the team working together will need to use their combined collaborative brain power to work to solve problems in a way that is much more challenging and demanding than it would have been 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think you know, the role of somebody like me is actually to um, you know, persuade people in teams and, and senior people, actually, rather than um, maybe blaming somebody else for something, is actually just to hold up a mirror to themselves and take a look at who they are and ask the question of how can I, um, how, how could I be better and how could I you know, take responsibility for this interaction uh, as opposed to maybe looking at um, what you might perceive from your map of the world as inadequacies of someone else? Well, we all need to be more humble and leaders of the future are going to have to be humble because no one can be arrogant anymore. No one individual in today's challenging marketplace can expect to know all the answers. And we have to rely on different members of the team to be experts in their particular area. And of course, that leads us on to one of the big challenges with people, that sometimes if you've got someone in the team who can't do what you're hoping that they will be able to do, that you have to let go of them. And that's probably the hardest challenge for everyone in the workplace. In fact, people problems are the ones that keep people awake at night, sometimes just as much as financial problems. Oh, yeah, de de definitely. And how, um, how did you, from your experience, I mean, it's, it's easy to, to ignore some of those things and let them, let them build up without actually dealing with them. How did you, did you have any strategies to make sure that you, you did de deal with those difficult issues? Well, sometimes... You've got good people in the workplace, but you find that you have to let them go because if you hit a recession unexpectedly, then you just can't always afford to keep them on. But if you can give them some freelance work to be getting on with while they look for another position, then it helps everybody. 
And sometimes the marketplace that you're in goes in a different direction and you don't necessarily need full-time people in that particular area. So you might want to let them go for that reason. One of the problems that we have in the Western world is how difficult it is to let go of people though. So unfortunately, every business has to be aware of the regulations surrounding this, particularly when it's so tempting to let go of someone who's clearly in the wrong position. Yeah. I guess the first step though is to see if you can um, you know, raise their performance, see if they're open to development, that sort of thing, and then if, you know, if that's, <coughs> that's not going to work or it's uh, you know, a, a, a square peg in a round hole, then you take action. Well, when you are building your business, you do have to have the right people in the right positions. And sometimes if you've got the wrong person in a key position, it can hold the company back. So you have to take a view about letting that one person go for the good of everyone. And you mustn't worry too much about morale because everybody knows who's working with that person that they probably shouldn't be there. And they're often relieved if you make that decision. Absolutely. And if you're not making that decision, they're wondering why. Because <laughs> it's holding well, everybody definitely. back. It is a failure of leadership to keep the wrong person in the wrong position. Now we've got a couple of minutes before we go to commercial break, but I, I know that uh, you know one of the, uh, something you've said to me that's really important is to also make sure we take time out to celebrate success. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Well, I love celebrations, and anything that everybody can celebrate is great. Um, and by that, I mean everybody in the company needs to be aware of when exciting things are happening. Because when we come to work, we all want it to have meaning. And so when that meaning translates in, into sales or winning an award, or even just a customer who writes in to say how pleased they were with the service, that is great for everyone to celebrate. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It might just be extra cakes on Friday. Yeah. Maybe this afternoon even. <laughs> I, I was I'm thinking to a, a factory that I used to be. Um, uh, I sort of work work with a, a company with a number of factories, and you know the little hubs they had with 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 thank you notes from customers on the walls in the factory. These little centres where you know people would go and and feel the praise that's coming into the organisation, as well as a another area which was about uh, learning and improvement. Um, but that going just going to that place was you know raised the energy and the morale of people. Um, made them feel appreciated. So we're going to go over to another commercial break right now. So I shall hand over to um, Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities 
commodities and real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Leave no stone unturned, leave your fears behind, and try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper again with Judy Piatkus, and we're talking about entrepreneurship and about growing your business in fast-changing times. And some of the the things that we need to think about uh, that are really Im- important. And we've talked about vision and need to have vision, uh, about money, about fine-tuning your offer, about building your team and making tough decisions, and also about you know, the importance of taking time out to celebrate success because it's so easy just to forget how much progress we're actually making. Uh, and that celebration of success really does um, can, can raise morale and the well-being of people in your organization, um, whatever size it may be. So I just want to move on now and ask you, with regards to the future, what do you think are the skills, Judy, that are going to be really important you know, moving forward now into the next five, ten years? I think the um, skills that are going to be important um, are very different from the skills that we felt were important in the 20th century. And everybody needs to be flexible and people need to be, and this will resonate with you, much more can do than can't do. Um, People have got to be willing and flexible and um, ready to listen. Managers, leaders, people have got to listen. They've got to listen to their customers because their customers could come from anywhere in the globe. And they're going to want possibly something different. So if you're dealing with China or Brazil or somewhere in the States, your customers may want different things and you have to be alert to the differences. Um, you've got to listen to the people in your office and you've got to be able to resolve cultural differences when they arise. Because as we work together with so many different people from parts of the world, There are more conflicts in the workplace, and a savvy leader needs to be aware of this. And people have to be less arrogant. Um, I think that's really important. You know, this male, this, and it was very often men, you know, this this model of the arrogant man who knew everything, that simply isn't going to work going forward. Um, It's also, I think, uh, a bit of a sign of insecurity, I think. I don't know. Whether you perceive it that way, um, people, well, people are a bit arrogant or ego-led sometimes. There, I think yeah. that um, perhaps in in the twentieth century, people wanted leaders who were sure of themselves, mm. and so they wanted to feel confident. Um, but now we need to trust our leaders in a different way. And if we've got a leader 
who says, well, I'm not sure what the answer will be, but let's talk to this person. Let's talk to that company. Can you call so-and-so in this department and see what their expertise is in this subject? I think people will trust leaders who don't know, but who understand where they're going to be able to find the answers and who can supply them. I think I think we will appreciate that more than a leader who says they know everything when our systems and our technology and globalization have made everything about business much more complex. And that's a really important point because I, I'm thinking back to organizations uh, and people's training when they're in them. I mean, certainly for interviews and, uh, and, and certainly through my history, there's almost an expectation that people will be good at everything. And, and do you think we're now moving to you know, an awareness and an, an, an acceptability that we can put our hands up and say, actually, we're not good at everything, and these are the things that I'm good at, these are the things I'm not, not so good at or, or know less about, and uh, be honest about that, but the skill comes in knowing the people and building the team who can bring all of that complexity together. I think it's going to be really important to emphasize what we're good at. And if you're starting out a company... Um, you want to look at what future trends are in your segment of the marketplace. And you want to find someone who's really good at understanding those trends, understanding um, what might become rather niche, and you want them in your business. Because then you will have specialist expertise, which your rivals may not have. So that is going to be very important. And obviously, if you're good at selling online, you may not be so good at selling face-to-face. So in every area, in every department, there are the people who are good with the technology and understand it, and then there are the people who have other skills that are just as important. Are there any other sort of key trends that you think we should be mindful of? Um, Well, um, there's a lot of key trends, um, and it depends what your business is. So everybody needs to pay attention to uh, the media, the journalism, in, uh, in and around their business, and they need to pay attention to what might affect their major customers and how, if they were affected by something, how that might impact on you. Um, so all those things are important. Um, just looking up from your desk, looking away from your computer, and paying attention to the big picture. Yeah, I think that's uh, very, very, very valid. Um, it, as interesting, I was on a plane a few weeks ago with somebody who'd had a, a, a print business for a number of years and had one major customer. When that customer went bust, his business went down too. Uh, he... Uh, probably hadn't paid attention to that. Um, interestingly, in terms of seeing other opportunities, he's now a, a male model. <laughs> so, well, good for him. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's about in his, in his 50s, and uh, uh, it was a fascinating story to hear how he'd just completely gone a, a different route and, uh, and is seeing a lot of success very quickly in that area. Um, well, good for him for being to, able to reinvent himself. But basically, every business that has got all its eggs in one basket, if everything in your business is dependent on one customer, then you need to develop another strategy immediately. 
so that what ha- so that the, the moral of that story is um, never to be dependent on one customer um, and to keep an eye on what might happen if that customer was suddenly to change suppliers even. Never mind if they go bust, they might just decide not to work with you anymore. So um, that, that's a really basic thing to be aware of. Uh, customers can be, well, they can be very fickle, but also you know, in today's environment, things can change very quickly. I mean, when one of my, my clients where I had work booked and an expectation for the future, the chief executive left, and then within a, uh, a few months, uh, five others had gone as well. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, that had a huge impact. So it was a, a big learning for me at the time to be very mindful of that things can change quickly. And, Absolutely. And have yeah, everybody needs a plan B. <laughs> <laughs> if you could leave people with you know, a key message, what would it be? I think that the key message is it's actually three-pronged know where you're going, stay focused, and watch the money. Definitely watch the money, especially in these times when uh, the global financial system is so volatile. So keep, keep, yeah, keep your head on the finance. So just a, a, we've got a, a, a sort of another minute. So I was just interested how you managed to achieve this with, with you know, having a very busy family life too. How you managed well, to achieve that? Because how did you get the balance? Um, one, I've, I've produced a range of audio books um, that you can download from audible.com. And uh, in one of the books, I talk about how I uh, started the business with my three young children. I was a single mother. Um, and how I changed as the business grew. So you grow as a person alongside your business. And uh, so if anybody's interested in hearing more about that, uh, then uh, audible.com is the uh, place to find my audio books. Um, it, it's very, very exciting when you look back to where you started and see how far you've come. Um, but it is also scary running your own business, but it's one of the most rewarding things that you can do in your life. So I'm very, very grateful that I did it. Fantastic. And we're, I'm very, very grateful that you joined us today. It's been uh, fascinating talking to you. And, and I'm sure there's a, a number of ideas that have come through for, for people from listening to your experiences and, and your thoughts. So, you know, Judy, thank you very much indeed. Well, Simon, Chris, and it's been great. Good. <laughs> and, and if you've got any questions or, or feedback, you know, please do leave them at... Uh, www.facebook.com slash be more achieve more um, alternative you want to uh, contact me info at be more achieve more.com um, Judy's also got a website which is judypiatkus.com uh, the yeah. next show correct good um, the next yeah. show is with uh, speaker consultant and successful author Angie Egan um, Angie will be sharing her concept about how we should all be romancing our customers um, as someone whose wife would probably not um, see romantic being high on my particular qualities. I'm sure I can learn some from the things from this too. But the principles Angie's going to share about uh, developing relationships with the customers are, are very powerful. So thank you again, uh, Judy, for all your help today. And uh, maybe in the future we'll have Judy back again on the show. And uh, just like to wish you all uh, a wonderful week until we speak again uh, next week. So all the best and... Uh, Thank you very much, and over to Voice America.
We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Let's see.